Welcome to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. Before we get started with the episode, I want to tell you about a new ebook available on our website called Buyer Beware. Why do they keep trying to sell you that annuity? This ebook covers the various types of annuities, negatives to owning annuities, and better investment alternatives to annuities. To download this ebook, you can click the link in the episode notes or go to wiserinvestor.com and you'll find it at the bottom of the page. Now on to today's episode. Welcome to the Wiser Retirement Podcast, where we believe the best financial advice should always be conflict-free. I'm your host, Casey Smith. Guiding you to financial freedom today is my co-host, Missy Beach. Hey, Missy. Hey, Casey. How are you doing? Doing good. So um, today, we're going to talk about opportunity funds, where dreams become reality. Ah. <laughs> we, um, we talk with our clients a lot about opportunity funds when the opportunity arises, but I think before we drop, just drop right into opportunity funds, maybe we should talk about how you get to an opportunity fund. That's good because a lot of people want to fast forward to the opportunity fund with all kinds of grand ideas, but you're right. There's a lot that needs to be put into place before you get to the opportunity fund. So we talk about um, the theme of our podcast here at Wiser is financial success is intentional. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are people who have big dreams, and then there's people who are able to dream and then also execute. And we all know these people. We have friends that have all these million-dollar ideas, but they don't have any money. Exactly. <laughs> and we, we don't want to squelch anybody's grand ideas. Right. But we can show them a path to get there. Yeah. But sometimes people just don't have any money because they keep making poor choices. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So this this episode is not for those people. No. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode is for people who want to make good choices. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's start with the very beginning. Uh, debt. Mm. Dave yeah. Ramsey has made multi hundreds of millions, probably. I don't know those numbers, but hundreds of millions of dollars in um, teaching people how to get out of debt. And then. After he had a debt, he has a whole other program for that and endorses so many different things. So, you know, I, I don't know how much we can add to that process other than I'd say you just have to get intentional about it and say, I'm tired of living my life this way um, and get out of debt. That's if you're in really bad debt, like the $80,000 in credit card, at 20% interest kind of debt, right? Exactly. Well, with interest rates floating up, it's kind of getting out of (laughs) control for the people that are in debt. That's right. Without them really realizing it when interest rates that were in the teens are now in the 20s and it's snowballing. So speaking of snowballing, (laughs) that's how you get out of it. Yes. You Mm -hmm. you go to your your, uh, liability to look at the smallest balance and you just start pouring everything extra into that. You, you charge ahead uh, at one thing at a time. Don't send $20 extra here, $1,000 extra there, right? Um, you know, we think about auto and home debt. I, I want to have your home paid off by the time you retire. If if we have excess cash flow and that mortgage really bothers you, then throw some extra money at it. I, I think cars, cars are hard. Um, you know, because we work with some, so many different people from different income groups. Yes. A car note that's $1,200 a month, but you make 60000 a month. You know, it, it's not horrible. I, I would just say, look at it this way. If you want to build wealth, sending money and interest to the bank every month doesn't do that. No. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you have to buy the crappy car when you're when you're making, you know, 
$400,000 plus a year. But at the same time, uh, just, just remember that that's a depreciable asset. So it has to be bringing you a lot of joy for five years. Exactly. <laughs> not, not the first six months you own it because all the newness wears away. It depreciates. Um, but just think long and hard before you make that, that, um, that loan decision, right? Yeah. Do you really love it? Yeah. Because it's all about cash flow. So do you really enjoy sending out $1,200 a month for that thing sitting right. in your garage? Or more. Or more. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, tackle your debt, eliminate your debt. Then you're going to move to how much in emergency reserves do you need to have? We've had plenty of podcasts about that, but mm-hmm. basically, um, uh, the good news is emergency reserve funds are now making money. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest thing we tell clients these days. So don't let it sit at your, you know, local Big bank. monster mega bank, as right. Clark Howard would call it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Earn some interest, 4 to 5%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- that's kind of a no-brainer. I-, I think I'll add to that is just make sure your emergency fund uh, is is really for emergencies. So if you want to keep $100,000 in savings, that's fine. But maybe 50000 is the hard. We mm-hmm. don't go below this number unless the HVAC broke. I can't get to work because my car is broken. That kind of money. For most of our clients, um, they're never going to touch their emergency reserve fund unless there's uh, substantial job loss for a long time period. But think of it this way. Think of it this way. The, the ROI on that account is if you lost your job, and we had a client uh, this, this happened to, uh, if you lost your job, and you want to find the best job on the other side. So this was a, um, a C-suite executive. Mm. I think he went a year and a half before he was placed into it mm-hmm. or found a new position as, as CEO of a new company. Mm-hmm. But he was able to live off his large reserves until the perfect job uh, came up. And so that's exactly why you have that. So the, what's the ROI on that money? It's huge because he was able to wait out the perfect position as opposed to having to settle for the fastest job he could get because exactly. he didn't have any money. Yeah. The luxury of waiting versus just taking the first option just to triage the situation. Yep. Now for our airline pilot families, it's a little different. Um, you're, you're more of having reserve in case of medical, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in the uh, mutual family, mutual assurance plan. I think at Delta, you're still going to have um, 100% of your income for two years. So I'm not saying you can carry less reserves, um, but I would still keep, I'd probably still keep at least three months on on tap at mm-hmm. all times. So we check that box. Now we're moving to retirement. Uh, are you saving enough for retirement? This is why people come in and hire us to do financial planning is because they don't, they know that they're saving, but what does it mean? Yeah. What does their future look like? How does right. it project forward? Exactly. Is it in the right places? <laughs> is it doing the right things? Yep. And so um, that that's a retirement process. So you can go through with us. Uh, then the after that, uh, we look at education. We have many podcasts on this as well. But you, when you think about um, what is your educational goal, I don't know that I would fund 100% of college savings in a 529 but maybe something around 50%, you knowing mm-hmm. you may have to come out of pocket or there might be a scholarship. Yep. And it just depends on the family values too. You know, some families, hey, I paid for my own college. I worked hard all through those four years and my kids are going to learn to do the same thing. So we fund nothing. 
Right. And hey, that's a great choice. But other families are like, oh, I don't want Junior to suffer. And we're going to pay for every single penny that it costs. So, okay, we'll look at that and if that's feasible with the family budget. But yeah, I think for high income families, it's really about legacy at this point because you want to make sure they don't come out of debt strapped or come out of college strapped with debt. Mm-hmm. And then you also want to make sure that they have a good, um, step into the future. The world is not the same as when you and I got out of school. No. I was able to buy a house with a $2,000 gift from my grandmother <laughs> as a down payment. <laughs> you can't do that now. It's a $50,000 down payment minimum. What kid coming out of college, young person not coming to college has $50,000 that down payment. Well, the rental market knows this. Oh, and so yeah. the rent is all jacked up. Mm-hmm. Two grand for a one bedroom. And that's not even insane. the nicest place in town. No. Uh-uh. Nicest place in town is probably what thirty five hundred. I don't watch this stuff. We have to need ask, Michaela. We have to, yeah, Michaela <laughs> and William can tell us. Um, but it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you think about legacy planning and money that you're setting aside for your children, uh, it might be a combination of making sure they don't come out of college with lots of debt, but also have something they can kind of step into um, a, a life with. That yes that keeps the family um, at the same economic social or social status level. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's something to, to be considering also too, you know, helping kids make the best decisions about where to go to college. That's important. If, if you're going to be a, you want to be a youth pastor, there's no reason to be going to Duke. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you can get into Duke, you can get into UGA. Go to UGA. It's going to cost you nothing because I assume you'd be on the Zell mm-hmm. if, if you got into Duke. So what, they think their acceptance rate is, what, 3% now? Something yeah, really low. crazy. Right? So so helping them make the best college decisions and also the major. Oh, yeah. If you're going to major in art, SCAD's a great school. But. But what, how, how do you pay that back after you, you graduate? How does it, what's the ROI on that education? I don't know that it's there. Well, Hunter Biden's selling paintings for a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a family name there. Okay, you know? yeah. Um, so anyway, just just helping them make the right decision, understanding that they don't probably have the maturity necessarily to figure that out um, right away. And that also helps with college. Well, yeah, because when we do college projections and we're asking clients, you know, where does your second grader want to go to school? Right. <laughs> where are we going to project? You know, is it in-state, out-of-state? Nobody knows. look at us like we're crazy. And I'd say, I, I know, let's just use averages. <laughs> you don't really know until you get to probably, what, halfway through high school. And then you know what the track looks like. Maybe middle mm-hmm. school. Middle you school, you have some idea of what your child's going to be like and maybe yeah. what kind of interests and what kind of academic potential. Right. So. Okay, so we checked that box. Again, we have lots of uh, episodes on, on college planning. So now here we are. Finally made it. Whew. We made it to the Opportunity Fund. And not everybody gets there. No. No. So this is like a luxury that, you know, once you've gotten all these other steps in place, you get to the luxury of opportunity fund planning. This is fun. This is fun. So opportunity funds, what are, what are we even talking about? Uh, an opportunity fund is what do you do with that extra dollar? Because you've gone through all those steps. Where does that extra dollar go? And this is what 
and befuddles clients because yeah. they don't know what to do. This is where they really need guidance. So that extra dollar could go to Starbucks a lot. It could go on outrageous family vacations, which is not bad. I actually mm-hmm. like those vacations and builds memories. memories and legacy. Yeah. Um, so what happens is people are maxing out the 401ks. They, um, our pilots are getting what 17% of their income put into the 401k plan. Uh, their retirements are, are, we check all the boxes. Mm -hmm. So now we're running into, Hey, I have excess dollars on certain times of the year or certain months. And then this is where we get to say, okay, what are your, what is your family mission and goal? Like, what is it that you guys want to do long-term as a family talking to husband and wife here? And, Typically, it's like, well, someday we'd love to have a big RV and we like to travel the country or we really like to take this big trip someday. Not now. Kids are too little. Um, Or we'd like to have a lake house or a beach condo would be really cool. And so it's not money that opportunity um, funds are are typically brokerage accounts. Mm -hmm. They're invested in low cost ETFs. Um, their, their tax loss harvested, yes. meaning that in years like 2022, mm-hmm. um, we have multiple portfolios that we can move money around in to capture losses to write off on the tax return. So there's a tax credit there in big years. Um, there's rebalancing to make sure that things are, uh, properly managed. It may not be really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be, you know, if your dream is 10 years out, it could be, but if, if your dream is five years, it might look like an old person's portfolio. Yeah, because short-term <laughs> needs need less volatility. Right. So the the purpose of it is you don't know what it, exactly what the money's for. Mm-hmm. If, you're, exactly. if you told me you're going to buy this lake house two years from now, we're going to use a high-yield savings account. That's where that money is going. But if you have extra dollars, you don't know what to do with it. What typically happens is it, it builds up in people's um, uh, savings accounts. Or they start buying CDs with it. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Or I-bonds or whatever. Um, And so now that money is not keeping up with inflation historically. And you just have this cash building. So, again, financial success is intentional. So we have to be intentional with our dollars. So that means that money going into this low-cost portfolio, this index-focused portfolio made Mm -hmm. up of ETFs, um, is not counted to retirement. So in our financial planning, we check a little box mm-hmm. that says exclude from retirement calculations and it can start building. And within a few years, you might have a couple hundred grand in there. You might have 10 grand in there. Mm-hmm. But the point is, this is where extra money's going. And at some point you go, this is a great opportunity to do X, Y, Z. And then you start liquidating the portfolio to then transfer it into whatever it is that you want to be doing. Yes. It doesn't have to be going to buy real estate. It doesn't have to be um, for anything else that's investment related. Uh, it could be for money that you don't get back, but you get memories for it. Yes, exactly. And sometimes, Casey, I've even seen it where it's just built up and clients are like, holy cow, you know, how did we amass this? There's <laughs> nothing we really want to do right now. Right. Let's just invest half in our regular Wiser portfolio because hey, we can take more risk with it, send it on to the retirement side, and we'll just have this other half to kind of play with in the opportunity fund. Yeah. 
So we, we have a process for this. Um, so we use Charles Schwab as our uh, custodian for clients mm-hmm. who are managing assets for, but we have this great um, uh, flat fee or hourly based financial planning process. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for those clients, we use uh, a platform called flight path. Mm-hmm. And with flight path, we, um, we, we knew the concept that we wanted to do three or four years ago. I think it's probably four years ago now. Um, but we get, didn't, didn't want to take the time to build out the technology ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we went to betterment. So betterment.com is one of the first robo advisors out there. And we basically asked them, I said, look, I don't like your portfolios. <laughs> They're all value-based and, and that has been sucking wind for over a decade. Um, we'd like to just to build core asset classes. And but more importantly, can we just like rebrand it? Yeah. And so basically we, we rent the platform. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've, uh, we call it flight path. Um, there is a website for it. Uh, it's uh, wisewealthmanagement.com forward slash flight path. Mm-hmm. We can put that in the show notes. Um, so the, the, the purpose of it is for opportunity money. Because for hourly clients, most of your money is going to be um, inside your 401k plan. Mm-hmm. So you can open up Ross, you can open up SEPs, you can open up IRAs uh, there. And typically, we have hundreds of clients that are using it, but I think the average balance is like 25 grand or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty small. Uh, we charge a nominal half a percent for it. A good proportion of that money actually goes back to betterment (laughs) for the platform. So it's not really a moneymaker for us, but it's, but it's because you remember you're paying for our time. Right. And so what we did in the past was people would say, what do I do this extra money? And so we'd open up an account at Vanguard, Vanguard Vanguard.com and Mm -hmm. and we'd give them an allocation. And if uh, the 1980s had a website, it would be Vanguard.com. It is (laughs) not user friendly at all. It's archaic. And so what happened was people ended up having to come by the office and I have to show them how to do all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm spending all that time, which I'm not billing for. <laughs> so I finally was like, this is not very efficient. No. And so what we started was this, this flight path uh, platform, but you create an opportunity fund there. Um, we have basically four ETFs that we use. Same ones we would have given away um, mm-hmm. as part of our recommendation at Vanguard. And the average cost is 0.05 of a percent. For, so inexpensive for the funds, mm-hmm. right? Everything trades for free and you run it all through, through your phone or the website. So there's an app. Yeah. Um, you click on the app and you can connect it with your checking account you can deposit money. You can withdraw money. You don't have to call us. No, it's all very self-sufficient. Set it up on <laughs> autopilot. You know, exactly. it just comes out of your account every month or bi-weekly, whatever you want. So I was, our, I was our first customer. Mm. And so what I started doing was sending 50 bucks. Then I sent a hundred bucks. Then I sent 500 bucks. And then last in 2022, mm-hmm. I was sending two grand a month extra Yeah, because the market was terrible last year. <laughs> On thought, sale. Like, this is a great opportunity to catch up. So I did that as long as I could. Now mm-hmm. I'm back to 500 bucks, but <laughs> I, I blame my kids. But mm-hmm. the, the, um, the point is, is that you mass money in there very quickly it's, it's, it's uh, surprising. And then I, I look down and I have, you know, this great rate of return. Um, and, and then the savings side of it, uh, they offer a 4.75% savings account. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, for new customers, new money, it's like 5.5. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. But that's on the personal side, not the institutional side that we're on. So unfortunately, (laughs) I thought that too, as I was really excited about that. And then I was told that that was not available. I wrote them a nice letter though. Oh, good. Way to stand up for us. And uh, hopefully they'll get that changed. Okay. But the, uh, uh, the point is, it's not an infomercial for uh, Wiser and FlightPath necessarily. But the point is, is that you can make this super simple. You don't, what I don't want people to do is put this into Tesla and Facebook and uh, Google stock. Um, now, now you're just looking at potential destruction, not because yes. of those companies I just named. It has no. nothing to do with that. It's just, you're not a trader. No. Uh-uh. People aren't traders. Just because you have extra money doesn't mean like it's gambling money. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not crypto. This is this is money that is going into what we call long-term healthy asset classes. There you go. The S&P 500, mm-hmm. <laughs> small cap stocks, foreign stocks, and a bond fund. That's really all you need. Yeah. And to be very successful. And so what we've done is we, we've modeled these after our, our strategic model uh, portfolios that we use at Schwab, and we pass it down to... Um, the the smaller size investor. Mm-hmm. Now, to be honest, you could probably put $3 million in this thing and be just fine. Mm-hmm. I know firms that do it. I know firms that have $3 million minimum and they lease the platform from Betterment wow. like we do for yeah. the for the smaller. The smaller accounts, they don't know what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> just the $3 million they don't Our, know. Ours is more like below a half million. Yeah. This is a great opportunity. Um, but you're right when you say if you don't set up a plan to make this intentional, it's not going to accrue this growth in balance over time. So that's why we have to steer clients to say, okay, I'm going to open an opportunity fund. I'm going to make this happen. And this is how many dollars a year I'm going to commit to the opportunity fund. Because if you don't commit to it, those dollars do go to Starbucks and Chick-fil-A right. and Target and you well, that name it. That goes back to my most favorite uh, budgeting system. Mm-hmm. It's called the pay yourself first system. Yeah. You do what you got to do and then you figure out the rest on, you lower your expenses to, because you, you got to pay yourself first. But th- this is more like post that. You've, you've paid yourself first. You know your future is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Excess cash flow. So this is a great launching opportunity funds are a great launching spot. Maybe you build 50 grand, maybe you build a hundred grand in there. And then, then you put that down payment on that, on that second property that you wanted mm-hmm. or land or whatever. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it just comes back to, um, there has to be an opportunity to be able to do that. Right. And if, you don't, if you even, don't create the account, you're never going to have it. <laughs> Exactly. And you don't have to have the goal just to set up the account. It can be just uh, build it up and then, hey, let's have a family discussion. What's our priority now? Right. You know, because some people, change. some people just like to save. And so you mm-hmm. can become other different types of opportunities in the future. So imagine that you kept putting money in this thing. You've masked quite a bit. You retire at 65. Well, your required minimum distributions from your IRAs won't have to happen now until age 75. So this is money that you could live on at a very, very low or no tax uh, mm-hmm. tax rate for 10 years, up to 10 years, depending on how much money is there, obviously. And you wouldn't have to, uh, you could convert money. Oh, yeah. You could Roth convert from IRA to Roth during that time period. Mm-hmm. So that there's it can create different types of opportunities, to not just... Uh, 
trips and, and real estate, but it can create good tax opportunities uh, yeah. for yourself in the future. Or it could be opportunity for the next generation. It could be that you have this money and this is where you pull some down payment money for a child, or this yeah. is, this is something that you do, right. Mm-hmm. That, um, that helps the next generation and maintaining the, um, you know, the family's uh, status. Very aptly named the opportunity. Fund. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if, if you want to learn more about the flight path program, uh, reach out. Um, if you're a client that's already doing this in the Schwab platform, you don't need the flight path uh, program. So just want to mm-hmm. make that clear. Cause I know we'll get that question. Oh, that's true. Yes. <laughs> if you're it, already at Schwab, we just need another brokerage account for you. Correct. Um, uh, but yeah, th- this is uh, not something we've really talked about in the past. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, so many people use it now. We should probably talk to the masses about it a little bit more um, about the opportunity. And if you're listening to the podcast and you're not at the point of doing an opportunity fund, that's okay. No, that's okay. There's a lot of people that won't make it quite to the opportunity, but you're living a pretty good lifestyle. Um, having your future retirement covered. That's the whole point. Oh yeah. Just get to those retirement goals. Exactly. Well, thank you, Missy. Um, If you want to learn more about financial planning, take a listen to episode 141. Uh, What is holistic financial planning? That's a good one. We'll link to our flight path uh, platform as well. Uh, Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in learning more about wiser wealth management or want to schedule a consultation, meet with one of our fiduciary financial advisors, you can do so by going to wiserinvestor.com or you can click on the link in the episode notes. Thanks. See you next week. Thanks for listening to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. That way you don't miss any new episodes. We'd also appreciate if you could leave a rating and review. If you have any questions about anything that was discussed today, head to wiserinvestor.com and reach out. This episode was produced and edited by Ken Hoadley. This podcast is strictly for informational purposes only and is not to be considered as investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell any financial products, securities, digital assets, or any other investment vehicles or a basis to make any financial decisions. Wiser Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. The host and or guest may personally own securities, digital assets, or other investment vehicles mentioned on this podcast. Neither the host nor guest of the show are compensated for their participation and no referral fees are paid to or received by any host or guest for clients, listeners, or similar interests. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor, tax professional, insurance professional, and or legal professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.